Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the intermission. This week we are talking about the 2015 Oscar Bake Off that everyone except for me went to. My name is always T. Christie, and I'm here with Brian William Fenifter. Greetings. And Trading Mates Stokes. Hello. Both of whom have gone to a fancy official Oscar business here in the last couple of yeah. days. Yeah. <laughs> that it was is not open to the public in any way. So it's yeah, very which makes us very special. Yes, we went there and they pulled aside the banister for you and let you in. Yes, yes. And we walked in through the metal detector and they said okay, and we sat down. <laughs> are there it aspects crazy? Of, are there are there aspects of this that are getting like better slash worse over time? It's it's funny. I was remarking to uh, to some of the, some of the folks that I regularly see there, some of my old compatriots from Tibbet Studio. More on that in a sec, but. Um, yeah, we're talking about how you know the Bake Off is sort of the 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 Bake Off itself, other than little rule changes, is pretty much the same. But it, there was an interesting phenomenon that went on where when I first started going, like in ninety, I'm going to say ninety eight, ninety nine, whichever that was, the year after Titanic and Troopers, whatever year that would be. Um, you know, it was like it was fairly full. It's the Academy Theater. It's fairly full. Big theater is fairly full. And then every year after that, it was more full. Until for a couple of years, you had to get there. Otherwise, you might get turned away. They literally would run out of seats. Um, and I had it in my head for the longest time. Like, oh, yeah, you got to get there way early and make sure you're in line, you know, because you might be at the tail of the line and not get in. Um, and then it hasn't been full for the past five or six or more years. <coughs> I wonder if, like, some company was providing, like, field trips. Well, we were trying to we – were, <laughs> we were talking about that. I, 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 the, like ILM the, rents the, a bus? The best, well, the best – get you know, ILM comes down, you know, and as many of them, their folks as they want to send. But uh, – or as want to show up who were in the in the academy, but I I the best theory we came up with was that there just aren't as many of us in town anymore. You know that the oh, the wow. industry just there just everyone's aren't in Singapore, that or many London, warm bodies. You know, sure. everyone's in Vancouver and London right, right. and everything else, and just you know we were we were trying to name what's a big company, what's a big effects company in Los Angeles. DD's the biggest, I think. Yeah, Zoic would be the on the bigger side of the yeah. TV shops. DD is, is a shell of itself. Imageworks is going or gone. Fuse isn't isn't tiny. Yeah, you know, but but I mean, how big are those companies? Yeah, hundred people. I hear yeah. Asylum has its own. Yeah, all, all five of those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. DD's probably two hundred. I don't know. Still, yeah, that's yeah. crazy. So that's but, what, uh, but that's yeah, the upside but, of outsourcing all the jobs is you can find a better place yeah, to park now your car. You can just, now you can just walk into the bake-off. It's great. Globalization. So, <laughs> so there's Ball parking that. is so much easier in so, Hollywood now. So when people say globalization is bad, for me it's been great because I just go to the bake-off every year and just grab a seat. It's fantastic. <laughs> I get an extra helping of cheese, the yeah, crackers. It's, all, it's awesome. And I can see everything. It's fantastic. Cool. All right. So, so do we need to do our usual what the hell is the bake-off uh, recap? Let's, let's see if we can do it in four sentences. <laughs> okay. Four count, sentences. count them off. Um, all right. So there's the Oscars, right? Comma. <laughs> so you don't want to blow a sentence on that. Um, so there's Oscar nominees, and those Oscar nominees are picked via a process, and the process is different for every branch, um, but basically it's a list of all the films that gets whittled down and whittled down and whittled down into a shorter list and a shorter list and a shorter list until what is ultimately in visual effects called the short list, which then is sent to the colloquially called Bake Off, which is just a joking name for it, in which the final nominees are picked from the shortlist. One. One sentence. <laughs> nice. <laughs> cool. lots, of, lots of parentheticals in it. And we've been doing like uh, these, these weird fun specials ever since we started the show. Yeah. I guess this is our probably third or fourth. Because I was always fourth. proselytizing for the Bake Off and gradually have gotten... Have you ever... Have you still never gone to, gone to a Bake still Off? Still never gone. Still never gone. What the yeah. fuck? 
One of these days. Now you're being all like, you know, hipster about it. Oh, yeah. No, now I could totally go, but I just don't. It's that interactive theater aspect. It's the fact that they come out into the audience. Yeah, it's they might pull you on stage and and make you do a speech. No, watch me go like whenever Avatar 2 comes out. It's it's just like Jim Cameron comes up and starts stroking my face. Yeah. And asking your name and he'll do an improv about your. Put his skirt over my head. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's just it's kind of creepy. I'm confused. Cameron and Hedvig the angry. If it's your first year, you have to Dennis Muren will come up and do do the thing that he does it's, it's just how it works. goes up and slimes you yeah it's really just it's you get covered with yeah. it's, it's tradition it's we have traditions in, in the industry okay so this year the things they sh- the movies they showed snippets of at the bake-off are and i don't know who chose this order i guess the academy did the steering the visual effects steering committee oh, it appears it to be it list. appears to be an alphabetical order that makes yeah sense. it's not the order we have i have here the official oh, uh, show order good that we also have um go for show order then so all right well then uh 10 we'll, movies I'll start off. I'll start off with uh, this year's show. This year's uh, just kind of a show in a way. Um, it was unexceptional. Nothing really big or surprising. You know, there was no major. You know, Cameron unscrewed the light bulb incident, or or oh my god, this is the makeup reel which happened one year with Harry Potter, which was hilarious. Where we were watching the 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 Harry Potter reel for whatever Harry Potter was movie that was that year, and it was like, boy, there's an awful lot of goblins in this. <laughs> um, and and it was like several minutes in before they finally got to the projectionist and said, actually, you're playing the makeup reel. Because the makeup bake-off usually happens the same day, but earlier in the same theater. So the uh, projectionists are, you know, gripping. Surely they got to replay their whole... And, it, and then and they had to shuffle the whole order because they were not able to locate the visual effects reel. It was all digital. And so they were like, well, we're checking the hard drive. And then later they said, well, here's an unlabeled... It literally was like, an, we found an unlabeled file in a subfolder and we're hoping this is it. And it turned out to be the visual effects. <laughs> we're hoping it's not porn. That would yeah. have, yeah, that would have Show been... Show me that smile. Yeah. Nope, that's not it. Stop it, stop it. <laughs> stop, stop. Right. That would have been unprecedented for like wow what happens when there's no reel that gets shown that's that's new but uh, that didn't happen um, something actually interesting on that note did happen this year but we'll get to it um, the one thing this is a big change is every year the list of the movies that are in contention has always been handed out on a little two-sided printed fresh off the laser printer usually green for whatever reason piece of just paper just right out of an office printer this year for the first time it's in a little sort of nice brochure with an Oscars logo on it mm. um, and it's still it's it's just fancier printing on like <laughs> fancy paper and stuff like that it looks that. like my mom's Christmas card but it's kind of like oh it's, ooh, we're getting all high and mighty here the, the economy's party. picking yeah, up I know. the brochure fold well. got the Oscar logo going and Samuel Goldwyn Theater on it pretty soon you're going to be able to vote at visual effects bake off running order so, so yes there are 10 films on the short list which gets Cut down to five finalists. Um, already, I call bullshit because I'm just going to say it up front. Edge of Tomorrow is not one of these finalists, and I am tweaked about that. I think I think it should have been, um, and I can tell you easily which one I think it should have been instead of. Uh, but we'll get there uh, anyway. So the running order is determined. Uh, used to be determined completely by random, but now it's determined partly randomly and partly by well, who's in 3D and who's in right. 48 FPS, and they don't want to make the so the projection, the projection, the projection just get a say in what order things get get done in. So they sure. started with 3D. So uh, our 3D entries uh, were, and then there was a 3D later, but it was like a different format. So blah blah blah. Anyway, first up was The Hobbit. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, The Hobbit is is in the Bake Off. It's every Hobbit movie has been in the Bake Off. Um, Battle of the Five Armies. Was it in uh, the high frame rate? It was in yeah. 48, uh, 48. It was in IMAX. Low job of vision. Yeah, they're not set up for IMAX at the Academy, but they can do everything else. So it was in 48 frame per second. Um, Damn. And 3D. I had to put the glasses on. And, uh, and sure enough. And I actually saw Hobbit... Um, 
as I have with all three of the Hobbit movies. I made a point of seeing it in the theater, 48. Those are the only movies I've actually paid to see in 48 uh, frames, uh, 3D. Yeah. Just to go, okay, Peter, you know, bring it. And so I'd already seen it. Um, and and meanwhile, Brian, you have still not. I have not seen it. Seen yet. the so okay. No. So just I've just, seen the first two. I haven't just seen the having the visual effects reel thrown in your face. What was your reaction to to Hobbit? Uh, well, as we were discussing on the way home, I kind of assumed that uh, Hobbit would end up on the nominee list. But then after you know you talked about it, I was like, yeah, you you might be right in the sense that it might not end because it is uh, it is the same as what we've seen before, and none of it's like really exceptional in the sense of of like pushing the envelope pushing the envelope yeah. even of the stuff that the other hobbit movies and the lord of the rings movies before them yeah. have done so it's like oh it's more they've never more topped, armies they've never topped like holy shit Gollum is amazing yeah five armies yeah yeah they've, you know when Gollum came on the screen that was you know that year that was like yep yeah, walking away that's holy shit you got it right you know um boom i, I will say that the it, at the bake-off last year was it the year before Whichever one, uh, they had the HFR sequence where they were running uh, in the troll bridge oh, yeah, underground. Yeah, yeah. I remember, like, that was the first time I'd seen any HFR, was it whatever Bake Off that was. Uh, and two, thinking, two years ago, I guess, with the yeah, first Hobbit. That's, okay, the first Hobbit. Um, and just thinking that looks awful and being completely taken out of <laughs> yeah. the whole experience. I will say, this time, I did not have that experience mostly at all. Um, so, I... Like I said, walking out, I kind of assume that The Hobbit will end up as a nominee, but I, I'm basing all that off more off of prestige. Feeling like it should. Thinking like, about human inertia in yeah, those terms right. as opposed to merit. And usually that's the merit. answer. Obviously, you know, obviously that happened with, with uh, Return of the King, where you go, yeah. they're just waiting until Return of the King comes out and they're going give it, to give it all of the awards, which is yeah. exactly what happened. But at the same time, I would if, if there was ever a lock, I thought it would be the last Star Wars movie or whatever that was called. Yeah, Sith. Uh, uh, Rise of Revenge yeah. of the Sith, which did not get a visual effects nomination, which to this day, I can't understand how that was possible because, you know, yeah. regardless of what you think of the movie or even regardless of what you think of the visual effects, everyone in that theater is in yeah, the industry was, because of the Star Wars movies. This is the last one or was going to be the last one. <laughs> um, how does that not get, you know, not just a sentimental was, vote, just right. boom, in automatically. And it was ILM's tentpole for exactly, the Exactly, anyway. and ILM is most of the Academy. So I, it's, I, I, can't, I can't fathom how it didn't get a nomination. <laughs> Wait, so you talked Brian out of the idea that maybe it's going to That Hobbit it was a lock. I guess I talked him out, out of, of it. Out of it being a lock, yeah. So what's the reasoning? Well, just because it's a, it's a very strong year, first of all. I mean, there's only like one of the nine movies that would go, no, you're out. You know, because otherwise it's a, it's a, everyone, wow, you know, awesome year. And I think, I, again, you know, guessing, like second guessing how the, there's, there's what you think is going to win, what you think should win, and then second guessing how you think the voting itself will go, which is where the politics comes in. What John um, Maynard Case called the, the beauty pageant effect. Of there you go. His, it was his um, metaphor for the stock market anyway is uh, is is that uh it's so hard to you know it's such a dead heat in terms of like the quality of work that i think the vote with 10 films in contention the vote could split so far right that somebody with relatively few votes might you know well they got two more than the other that they were so close to and this so they're in and the other one's out is, and, is, is, is highly possible this year and so the, the academy doesn't ever publish the breakdown they the do vote not. tallies they do so not do so what you're saying you'll you never know, know. It could be of one vote difference, yeah. and we'll Hobbit never might know. get in by one vote, or it might get in by a million. You know, it, it's it's not that it can't be that many. First of all, because the votes are the people in the room, so it's not uh, that many people. Wow! Um, so it's even more easy to split than I thought it would be. Yeah, it's like you know, like somebody might get in with you know, I don't know, 
20 votes might get you the nomination, you know, considering how it splits out. I don't know. Um, Damn. Anyway, so so as far as the quality of the visual effects on Hobbit, what's interesting is is especially seeing it first and then seeing all the rest of the movies, Hobbit is the least, I'm going to say, least realistic looking because it has a very stylized kind of storybook. Yeah. Even more so than Maleficent, strangely enough, which we'll get to. But um, I don't agree with that. Well, but. Maleficent has, has also has that kind of not, you know, that hyper real kind of storybook quality. Yeah. But Hobbit has a look, and it's probably driven by the 48 frames, I'm sure, that's just unlike any other. It's got that, you know. Football weird, game look. Yeah. It just looks very, very, you know, like, like too clean and too crisp and yeah. just you know, kind of takes you out of it a little bit. But you have to kind of roll with it and just go, well, this is what this movie looks like. Um, so it doesn't look like any of the other movies. But it's also the least, for me, it's the least convincing in terms of, you know, I'm having experience. It's more like I'm, right. I'm watching a pageant which is being put on for my benefit right. and not a, you know, not an a, a experience I'm being drawn into. It's kind of the, the experience keeps me separated because yeah. of the way it feels. You're just looking at someone's painting. Yeah. And it's, but within its own style, by setting its own rules, if we could say within its own rules, I think it's amazing looking. Of course it is. You know, what do you think? What do you want me to say? It's, it's got beautiful stuff. Um, right on. But it doesn't have any, like Brian said, it doesn't have any beautiful stuff we didn't see last year or the year before. So, I don't know. I don't know. I yeah, just, I could see uh, it slipping. It's great. It's great and certainly worthy of a nomination. But is it a lock? I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say it's, it's a getting lock. getting whittled down to one at this point, right? Um, no, short list. Yeah, this okay. it's whittled so down to five, five of which one will win, yes. Okay, cool. Um, so, yeah, but otherwise, Hobbit was, uh, you know, great stuff. And... <clears throat> Joe Terry was the uh, was the pres- was the guy who presented and uh, you know gave a, his usual sort of semi rehearsed semi off the cuff you know kind of loose you know work in the crowd speech that's that always comes into play you know that the visual effects supervisor might be a dandy visual effects supervisor but not the greatest public speaker and <laughs> can give a very stilted kind of not so great presentation um, that can always happen but um, Terry's. Uh, <laughs> As an industry, we VFX people, we produce a lot of good speakers. Yes, we're known for... for hey, guys. Um, um. Yeah. And some people uh, do an entirely canned spiel, which is also can be just as rocky because the... You know, the, there, there is the small bit of politics that comes into play where you go, if someone like gets up there and just completely eats it, you go, oh, what if he wins? And he does that on the stage of the Oscars. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? We don't like, want that guy to be our representative. Yeah, that guy's representing our industry if he wins. To Bolivia. Holy shit. Yeah. Right. So um, anyway, so I tried to put it funny enough. I asked Brian, um, generational thing here. I asked Brian before we went <laughs> in. Um, I said, oh, I meant to bring a pen because I always just jot down notes on the on the piece of paper, you know, on scribble notes in the dark. Um, and I, I, I said, I said, you have a pen and we're in the car already. And I said, well, I forgot to have a pen. He goes, no, I don't just because you use your smartphone. And I tried and it looks like, it looks like I gave it to a three-year-old. I, um, <laughs> I, I, I have not mastered the, you know, I was like, I can barely make out what I was trying to say. Um, what I wrote for uh, Hobbit, um, Ah, they yeah. got me. <laughs> yeah, <really>. actually, that's, that's not. Hobbit, boom, boom, bad. Yeah, really. Four, to, four, four. Yeah, to uh, to say to show uh, you know uh, how how poorly how poorly I I mastered the art of of using my thing. I I, I can't open the file where uh, that I wrote um, so well. Let's see. Um, Yes, uh, let's see, what did I write? Hobbit, almost no questions. So much digital, cartoony. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I wrote. Um, 
and uh, and I wrote PBS, uh, which is my own little shorthand. Um, this is my own reaction, and they didn't show any of it. They only had one shot of it. But uh, if you've seen the movie, there's the scene of uh, Gladriel and uh, you know all the, the you know that that sort of others. You haven't seen the movie. Have you seen the movie? No. Oh well. Okay. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, Presumably some listeners have. There's a scene that, you know, and I, God knows if it relates to the books at all. It, it really kind of felt like it was more to tie the movies together in a way that, you know, isn't really from the books. But Galadriel and uh, um, all the all the kings of all the, you know, the heavy uh, Saruman and Galadriel and uh, those folks, the Australian guy. Legolas. No, uh, the king of the elves. Oh. Um, Jane Fonda I don't know yeah, <laughs> The guy from The Matrix That guy Oh, oh Hugo Weaving Hugo, Hugo Weaving Whatever his character is The three of them Square off against uh, other, other guy <laughs> No against Against yeah Against glowy eye guy um, And I'm having a senior moment I can't even name him But you know the one And so there's a I scene, miss Dorkman there's a, I know there's a scene <laughs> He where knows the, the names uh, yeah, There's a scene Where the three of them Face off again And it's kind of like to, It's kind of the That scene is kind of To bridge to Lord of the Rings Sure In terms of like Okay so here's how All these three you know, big heavy hitter characters kind of all dealt with, with, uh, you know, um, yeah, it's a scene for the box set. Exactly. And, and it's, so it's three of these British Australian actors in a big thorny, <laughs> thorny tree set. I see where your PBS sort of, is coming it's from. It's like, and this hyper real video look, right? It looks like, like the classiest production of I Claudius you've ever seen. <laughs> You know, masterpiece theater. Yeah, it's it feels like masterpiece theater with 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 wands and and magic and and it just it takes me out of it because I see British people going, and so we shall and I just immediately start thinking of you know upstairs downstairs and Downton Abbey and because it, it has that video look to it. So you know PBS anyway. That's hilarious. That's what that's what I thought. It, to, to me, it kind of is counterproductive to the whole thing, but uh, you know, epic and wonderful and fantastic. So uh, deserving, you know. Should have absolutely be on the short list. No argument there. Don't know if it's going to be the winner, hmm. uh, or you know if it's going to make the cut to five. Next up, already already spilled the beans. Maleficent, also in three D. Um, have either of you guys seen that movie in theaters? I haven't. No. And I I kind of want to now. I think although although the uh, reels totally spoiled the ending for me. But um, <laughs> kind of was intrigued to see it. You know, it wasn't what I was expecting the movie would be. Um, I didn't. Oh, okay. That's kind of interesting. I still have no desire to see it. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, the work is very beautiful. Again, it had that you know storybook fairy tale. What sort of shots are we talking about? It. I, you know, she's she's kind of this big. I I wanted to see her kick more ass. I mean, she's you know she's a big dragon demon witch woman. You know, who's also I guess she's a fallen fairy or whatever her story is. But um, you know, she's something happens bad to her and she, you know, becomes mean and you know makes pretty girls fall asleep and shit like that but but she's like this big black winged you know scary thing and i'm like yeah i want to see her kick some serious ass you know why not let's do it cool um and lots of you know talking trees and all the usual sort of stuff um this one did have the head of the three fairies who um in the presentation beforehand um <coughs> they uh they pointed out uh the guy said okay so we did you know these digital these digital uh, fairies who are based on real actresses who appear as themselves later but they as, as fairies they're digital mm. um one of which I, they never showed the real ones uh the, the one of which i 90 percent sure is imelda staunton just because it looked like imelda staunton but it was kind of like a little fairy younger version of imelda staunton and they kept saying yeah so we really feel like you know we did a great job with these you know fully 3d characters and you know uncanny valley he actually you know Use raise the specter of the uncanny valley, and and That's I'm risky. Li- I'm like 
they still got like one toe in the uncanny valley but yeah. they're good they're good they're they're pretty darn good cool they're close you know they're really close but uh my notes on this one were love the style i like the look of it uh the 3d was post 3d not native 3d hmm. which was counterproductive and i'm not sure why in god's name would you sh- i don't know yeah i don't know why and again if mike was here maybe he could you're, you're tell tying us some- you're tying part of your presentation to the yeah, 3d guys unless the 3d post house is one of the potential nominees in the award which you know, i don't know if yeah. that's the case yeah it's like i think that was a detriment to the effects you create the possibility possibility that the 3d guys could have messed up the way your effect looks yeah and it just stretched it wrong or something. and it overall makes it just sort of look muddier and and look you know mm. kind of choppier it's a weird and, choice yeah and so like well I, I i don't know if it's since they were they went out of their way to point out that it was post 3d and not native 3d so um mm. i wrote a wonky techno speech um, that's what I wrote. So that was the guy, the uh, the visual effects supervisor, Kerry uh, Villegas, Villegas, um, just like right off the page, and kind of a little too much software talk. Kind of a little, we use three D shader retro with the multi cameras and in house thing, reverse the polarity, yeah. and yeah, and 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 which you know some people get that, but I, I don't find it. It certainly plays very well at the uh, at the Bake Off. You know, you kind of want to split that difference and be kind of a little more folksy with it. Um, like a Wired article, somewhere I, right in the center. Yeah, I wrote battle scenes better than <laughs> Hobbit. Fairies very nice. Um, um, I, I don't agree with that actually. Out of the two like heavy fantasy entries that they are, I, I would give it to the Hobbit before okay. Maleficent. What does Maleficent not have? I think it's just a matter. I think it's not like personal preference big. with. Uh, yeah, it's not as big, and I think it's just a personal preference in terms of the the style, the aesthetic of its. Maleficent is very fantasy and very like this stuff doesn't actually have to work in the real world where hobbit and peter jackson oh, in general right. are more like sure. well they're orcs but they're they would still be dudes yeah. walking around or the, you know it's oh smog's a dragon but you would still yeah. have to fly this way we just say uh, yeah that uh, although there's a dragon in uh, maleficent as well but uh you know smog is if there's anything you can gotta go well, well what you know but smog smog is pretty pretty damn awesome yeah but of course smog was in the last one movie last movie too yeah <coughs> um, yeah, Maleficent. Yeah, followed by Ooh, this is kind of the rev- revelation for me. Followed by X Men: Days of Future Past. Yes, which I would not have, I would not have picked out for the as a final nominee until the presentation. Yeah. Like you've well, talked before yeah. about how some movies get made or break, yeah, broken by the presentation. Yeah. Well, the thing that I thought when when we had the conversation before when they just announced the list. The thing that I remembered about this movie thinking maybe it has a chance is the cool, super fast yes. slow-mo scene yes. running around yep. sideways on the walls and exactly. all that. I remember going, that's a badass scene when I was walking out of the theater. Yeah. And, and they know it, too. Yeah, they, and they're well aware of it, too. It was very interesting. The um, You know, the, the reel has to be 10 minutes or less. Um, and with movies nowadays, it's a matter of, you know, back in when I first started going to the Bake Off, it was some reels weren't 10 minutes. They were, it was 15 minutes in those days because there were fewer nominees. Sure. Um, and so we, we some, some reels weren't, shots. Yeah, some reels weren't 15 minutes long because that was they didn't have to be. They didn't have that many shots. Now everything is like picking and choosing to get down to 10 minutes. Right. Um, so, yeah. So what they chose to use is sometimes it's very choppy and this kind of go. And we did a jet. OK. You know, there'll be like one shot. Um, they showed that scene all in the way in, in its entirety. I um, totally figured that's what they would do. They just showed the whole thing, and this is very telling because it's the only time it happened. Although mm-hmm. they did specifically 
put the Bigfoot on it afterwards. It that scene within the reel got applause from the audience. <laughs> when, it, it got like reaction, like people laughing along with it. It's and a great then, scene. And yeah. then clapping yeah. after the scene was done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah and I and I have I had not seen X Men, so it came. I was like, well, I, way to play the hand, guys. Yeah, I had nothing. I had no preconceived anything, and I saw that scene. I was like, holy mackerel, that's great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it got uh, it got applause. You know, before the reel was over, that mo- that section got a crowd pleaser. Yeah, uh, which Great. right there, I was like, you know, X Men just went from X Men really to I think it's in. Yeah, I think I I, I think agree. just I think the goodwill, the, awesome. the, the wave of goodwill, you could just feel it that people are just like, oh, that was great. Uh, in a way that you know, and sometimes you know, sometimes that's what that that's what you want. I mean, it's like, you know, the there's that you know, we like to see practical, we like to see digital. We like to see it support the movie that it's in, you know, all that argument. And sometimes just like, yeah, it's just it was just a great scene and it was fun. You know, sometimes can 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 give you that extra edge. And and the guy set it up well in the sense that, you know, because they have to I mean, they have what is it, five minutes up front? Five minutes to present to, to, first and to three give minutes their of little canch meal, yeah. Um and the guy set it up well in the sense because they have to talk about the whole reel in every aspect of the movie. And the guy spent a good chunk of time on that scene and, and the specifics of, yeah, so this is this was this and this actually didn't work. So we had to do this instead. Uh, so th- that was definitely a strength and they knew it was a strength and right. they played to their strength. So cool. Yeah. And and for what it's worth, it made me go, well, I guess now I want to see that movie, which I now have. I, <laughs> I got home and I rented it that <laughs> oh. night. Did you like it? And it's a it's actually an entertaining movie. Yeah, I, mean, I, it's I like, liked it myself. For, for one of those movies, it's like, oh, it's another one of these goddamn movies. It's like, it's an okay movie of its own that tells an interesting story and isn't too much of a slave to its canon and, you know, it's kind of like, yeah. okay. You know. you know something interesting about that movie? The editor and the composer are the same person. Yeah, I remember. That's interesting. John Powell, I think that. I forget his name, but yeah, the guy that edited it also did the score for it. Which <laughs> that's that's okay. Interesting mix of that doesn't jobs. happen very often. Yeah, no, Walter Murch, I think, did the score. To, no, 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 not so much. Hey, go, um, way to go, X Men! Yeah, smart move. And then after that, every year we have one Transformers, <laughs> bloody blah. Conk, conk, conk. Yeah, Transformers, whatever the hell it is this year, Transformers: Age of Extinction, um, with Scott Farrar, who's always the Transformers uh, guy. <laughs> Hey. Yeah. <laughs> it's me again with another Transformers movie. And and he's he's always hard pressed to like, okay, so what do I say this year for fuck's sake? Uh what what can I say that I haven't he said comes in out the past like wearing one of those years. like the whole band costumes where he comes up yeah. <laughs> Hey guys. It's me again. I'm gonna start spinning some plates and throw a poodle through a hoop and tell <laughs> yeah, you what's exactly. going on and, with and, and we made Transformers. You know the drill. What did I write? My my quick notes uh, were um, Transformers. Scott Farrar, old hand at this. You know he's very yeah. Yeah, you could. He definitely had that practice sense of like, hey, it's me. It's another Transformers. Hey guys, and you know it's and it it is more like in the Q and A than in the upfront. But it was it was like uh, it was a sense of. Yeah, it's Michael Bay. We drop and blow up a yeah, lot of script. We blew up bigger shit than ever. And he, I feel like a card you could play is you come out like and just remind the crowd like, you know, yeah, we keep doing these movies. They're hard. Yeah, you know, they're hard. The movies might be awful, but this is fucking hard work that we're doing. Yeah. yeah. All right. Here's, and he stresses here's, here's that. Number he, four. He, he stressed. He stressed heavily. He, he did a good. He did a good mix of of pointing out how the Transformers were all even more elaborate digitally than ever before, but at the same time they blew up bigger real stuff than ever before as yeah. well. They blew up entire cement factories and towns, and cars were flying every which way, and just they did all kinds of stuff. And again, just like every Transformers real I've seen, it's spectacular. 
It's bleeding spectacular to look at. It's amazing, amazing work, which in no way makes me want to see those movies. Wow. But I just, I, they're jaw-droppingly amazing-looking effect shots. Um, and the thing that kills it for me every time, just like it does every year, is every time I'm thinking in my little lizard brain, maybe I do want to see this movie, they'll cut to a moment when a Transformer says something. And I immediately go, nope. Because there is not a single thing that a Transformer has ever said that isn't ball-droppingly dumb and awful. Penguin 2012. The humans will soon learn. Up, I'm out. And then they had they even had humans have asked us to play by their rules, but the rules have changed. It's like everything is like okay. What's the tritest, most awful dialogue we can think of here? Oh, nailed it. Yep, boom. Moving on. Um, Can we put some racism in it? How about a samurai that uh, you know talks in like chopsaki language? In totally in. That's great. Can the folding car have nuts? Yep. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So they're just it's spectacular work for just the most god awful uses of of cinema ever invented um so uh, you know is it is it in i don't know it's in the list of like yeah i might get in you know their buildings are nice captain america's exploding buildings are nice you know everybody's everybody's good with exploding buildings so Hmm. Ah, okay nothing nothing caught my eye on transformers other than like you know well it's beautiful again i hope everyone's getting really well paid for (laughs) <laughs> the way their souls are being systematically ground into paste by working on these movies. Speaking of which, um, <laughs> not speaking of which at all, um, the other side of the coin, oh, Breath of Fresh Air, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, thank you. <laughs> not a minute too soon, Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, I, I, Although I have quibbles with Guardians of the Galaxy, and I still have, I'm still bugged by that raccoon, but I'm the only one on the planet, clearly, who is. And uh, as far as their effects reel, they went all in on the raccoon. Wait, it was, why it, are you bugged by He's Rocky? There's something off about him. And it's just my, you know, my wonky, you know, CG animation supervisor thing. Is it the lips toward the back of his muzzle? Because I had, I, I noticed that last time I watched it, where it's weird it's, how they fold over his teeth. I keep wanting to say it's his eye focus. It's his eye line and his eye focus hmm. keeps freaking me out. And I haven't, you know, I was like, I have to sit down and like, if I was, you know, if I was animation supervising and I was going, God, we've done five shots of this raccoon and it's not working, what's wrong? You know, if that was my job, right. I, I would do it. I haven't had to give it that level of endeavor because I don't need to. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's just something about him that bugs me. Um, and it, it's something in the eyes. Um, he doesn't really have clear pupils. I mean, he's mostly... He does got- sometimes. He does other times. You know, yeah. it depends on the shot. It is. They are dark and deep set. And so that is, it is tricky to sometimes get eye. But it's something about his eye line movement that's it keeps getting to me. You know, um, but anyway, who cares? I'm not a voter. And, you know, it's... it's and. Even even if I go, I hate that raccoon. I still go Guardians of the Galaxy. Fucking hey, you're in because mm-hmm. um, I think just the scope of what it is, the the beautiful beautiful design sense. I think it's just you know so different than anything else. Such a great use of color and and you know amazing design work and and the breadth of the different kinds of stuff that they did in it. Yeah, it seems like everyone on this list is going the opposite direction with like desaturating everything. And yeah, Guardians it's, of the Galaxy. It's, must it's have so just like popped. no, everything is purple and green, y'all. Everything's going to be purple and green, right? And it's going to be so purple and green you can't even believe it. Purple and green and orange. Yeah, and and God bless them. And uh, so I I think Guardians of the Galaxy is great. Uh, I think it I think it and I think given the logic of how the voting goes. Unlike Hobbit, which I think is a toss-up, I'd be stunned if Guardians doesn't make the cut. Yeah. I was agree. there a big like crowd-pleasing moment to it, or was it just refreshing and good? It didn't. I, well, I, well, funny after the 
after the spontaneous applause of the time in a bottle sequence in X-Men, uh, the head of the Academy in presenting the next and the rest of things that he actually said it, 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 kind of in a weird sort of frumpy school marm way that they, they frown on. Let's not have that. You let's, know, let's like not save your, not, literally hold your applause until the end of it. Yeah. Real. It's like, yeah. yeah Do like, you have a gavel? What don't spontaneously applaud for moments you think are great. I get, you know, cause it's supposedly prejudice you know, because it might prejudice the voting as it has ours because we said, well, hell it got spontaneous applause in the middle. Clearly it's you know. sure. But then again, it might be a thing where people decide they're not going to vote for that one. because <laughs> they assume that everyone else is. Yeah. And then it's like, Oh, like four it's people like, voted oh. for guardians because all the people in the theater thought everyone else would vote for yeah, it. Yeah. Jeez. So I don't know what the deal was, but uh, that's totally what happened when I ran for school president yeah. in fifth grade. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Totally exactly yep. what happened, everybody. Mm-hmm. So Guardians did not get a applause for a single for a specific moment, but no film after X Men did because we were told right. not to. So it's hard to it's hard to I say. I honestly right. could not tell whether that guy was joking or not. It's yeah, it's he he's the same one who apologized for the uh <laughs> Bill Butler uh, Bill Butler uh, Bill Taylor. Bill Taylor. Um he's the same guy who apologized for the um uh the Edgar Wright god awful movie. Um Scott Pilgrim. Uh, Scott Pilgrim. He's the one who apologized for the Scott Pilgrim reel after it was shown that year. Wow. For being so loud and obnoxious. Wow. Uh, <laughs> in, not in so many words, but I was like, damn, Bill, you just killed that movie. Wow. Like sorry, got, guys. We're going to ride the volume better than that. Sorry. Yeah, he got up and said, yeah, I'm sorry that, uh, I don't know what he said, but he said something where he basically said that, uh, you know, I think for, you know, some of these reels can be kind of a little, you know, quite, you know, when you cut all the effect shots together, it can be kind of disconcerting it's kind <laughs> yeah. of dynamic yeah and it's just like yeah it's like or the case of scott pilgrim the way their reel was cut together as i said listen to the <laughs> episode we did it was like I, I forget if i'd even seen the movie at that point or not but i was like that was just i just wanted it to be over i wanted it to stop i just <laughs> i just make this stop hurting me a, 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 a valuable insight into a study into the contrast of decibel it's loud as fuck sorry yeah it's and and just busy it's like a know. pixie song kind of yeah it's I, it's there is an art to cutting the reel together you know of, sure of, you, know, you, yeah. you got to kind of you know it's like making a mixtape it's you know you got to kind of have the moments but then you got to give people to room cool to breathe and yeah. then you got to cool it down and there are a lot of up. rules there are a lot of rules so um, <laughs> i want to watch that movie and i haven't seen that movie in a long time Everyone, if you haven't seen High Fidelity, watch High Fidelity. <laughs> so, yeah, so my notes on Transformers. Transformers, Ferrar, all hand at this. Good orientation. Um, you know, I said he just sort of gave, you know, he gave a great sort of overview of all the different aspects of it. Um, jokes, insanely pretty real. Hate when Transformers talk. <laughs> Floss, call your mom. Which is my thinking at the time was Transformers, they speak in like little, little, epithets and like and fortune cookies like every, everything they say is like it's important to floss humans hmm. why don't you call your mother more often <laughs> spay and neuter <laughs> spay and neuter your animals I'm out <laughs> just like my god it's like a, Optimus out y'all thinking, drop thinking humans make those movies it, you wouldn't think so but or your do. notes on uh, Guardians Guardians of the Galaxy um, all in on Rocket Still bugs me. That's what, that's what I wrote. Um, they, oh, uh, interesting thing that came up. Uh, very nice. Uh, off, you know, the director's names come up a lot uh, in these presentations, as you might expect. Um, someone asked the question. Oh, the, the issue of the questions, too, is something that's kind of amusing. But um, someone asked about the fact that um, Rocket, I think Rocket and Groot, both, were done by 
different companies, not that one did Rocket, one did Groot, but the two companies both did some of Rocket and some of Groot. Some of the shots? Yeah, that the shots really? of the characters split oh. across. That was, the, that was the question, was how did you keep that consistent in terms of their style what? or whatever else? Why? Uh, I, I guess it's just reason. too many shots. Just such a big movie. And, Jesus. You know, it, every movie was like, 50 houses worked I would have thought if they were going to split it up they would have farmed out the animation to one and the rendering to the other yeah for whatever so reason they, they, I mean, they and they credited uh, largely they credited James Gunn for going I don't care about it. <laughs> whatever you know the, the sharks and the jets whatever your deal is with each other fuck it um, that he would get all the animators from whatever company together as much as possible that he would you know act it out and work it out you know and he tried he, he didn't that gun tried to like not go okay this is your company and this is your company it's like no we all of us here are doing this character let's do talk about that to try and keep everyone on the same page so they gave uh, gun a lot of credit as director for for keeping those characters on track so good for him good for good for you mr gun hmm. i'll bet they're glad they hired gun <laughs> hey with the thing so um it's so like I, what a transformer would say. Yeah, that's a. I'll bet they're glad. They'll be glad. But that, but an, ethnic, an ethnic, ethnic transformer would say that. <laughs> I yeah. bet they'd be glad they hired that gun. Hey, <laughs> 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 let's get some ribs. So, <laughs> God. Oh, oh, transformers. Those, God, those are awful movies. Stop going to see those movies, everybody. Um, so, Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, just fun and beautiful and fantastic effects work. And if it doesn't get a nomination, the whole system is fucked. Yeah. Um, next up, uh, one of those, well, uh, Godzilla. Godzilla. Nothing wrong with Godzilla. The buildings fall down real pretty in Godzilla. Yeah, uh, I was, I would put Godzilla, I would expect Godzilla to be one of the ones in, although I could see, I could see it not because I could see the, oh, it's, it's Pacific Rim again and Pacific Rim did it better. Pacific Rim without the robots. Yeah. Uh, so... No, I go either way, but I coming out of it, I expected uh, Godzilla to you be. Get the, you got the vibe on yeah. it. You got the. You were feeling it. Yeah, it is. It is great for what it is. It's. A, it's not a great movie, but um, neither was Pacific Rim. But um, you know, between the two, I don't like either of them. But <laughs> <laughs> it's really I kind of like which one would I rather see again more? Yeah. Neither. I would rather is, not ever is, see is either of those. Dying again. an option? I just yeah, want to know what my, just, my spread is. Can I, do I have to watch one of well, them? Well, that was the thing when we did the recap is I can't remember anything of particular interest in Godzilla. Yeah. Like, not that it's not fantastic, but it's fantastic. Who cares fantastic? It's yeah. not fantastic like, oh, it's that's like Man of everything. Steel. It's like, right. okay. Right, exactly. You worked really hard on that, everybody. No. I, good job. It's it's That is, I'm glad I had faith in you. I knew you'd do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, I'm glad to be proven right. I hope you went to the Bahamas or something after. Right. Did something nice for yourself. Um, yeah, it's it's it's, you know, it's beautiful. It's uh, it's Cloverfield with more or Pacific Rim with less. Whatever you whatever however you choose to to uh, to look at it. Um, my notes on that. I, the funny, the best thing about Godzilla was a presentation. Jim Rigel, who's been doing this forever, I think he was originally with uh, with the Lord of the Rings movies. At least one of them. I think he was the supervisor of the Lord of the Rings movie. Um, and I knew him from Boss Film way back when. He he's he's old 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 school. Um, and very jaded about it. So he went the opposite direction. He actually did what I think is the right way to go with it in his presentation. He didn't, he made it clear that he didn't know or care about the techno details. Wow. Um, he was like, so uh, in this scene, you know, with Godzilla, of course, that's a model with, he literally said something like, it's got something like 50 kajillion polygons. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's like because yeah. no one gives a shit. Nice, you know. So it's like it's like yeah, everything's got a gajillion polygons and a billion particles. It's like every, yes, and a thousand render nodes. It's all everyone. <laughs> we all know that shit. It's every single movie is that. You don't have to tell us about it. So the fact that he actually said something like yeah, there's like fifty gajillion polygons in Godzilla, and everyone laughed because that was exactly the response you should get. It's like yeah, see. <laughs> Don't be telling us exactly how many polygons it is. We we count polygons for a living, motherfucker. No one cares. <laughs> so you know, it's like that was. I thought his presentation was great. Jillian, a jillion particles, great reel, an interesting movie. That's what I wrote. <laughs> so it just reminded you that you're like, oh yeah, I don't oh care. yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Oh yeah, I these don't care. things were in it. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So so Godzilla. Okay. So Brian Brian thinks Godzilla has more of an edge than I do. But really? now I haven't seen the movie itself. So maybe yeah. you know maybe because I haven't seen it and have been as disinterested by it as <laughs> yeah. you are. Maybe I'll spare, that's you, I'll spare you the ending. Brian Cranston is Godzilla. Yeah. <laughs> like Maleficent with the going into and out of dragon thing. He is Godzilla. Yes. So next up, um, a movie that's like again, boy, you nailed everything. I don't know if that's enough to break you out of the pack, but uh, you know, you go, Captain America. You Winter Soldier. What in God? I don't remember anything about the effects. It's, in- it's huge. It's a huge movie. It's insanely huge on the, on the, on the scale of a Transformers movie. I don't even remember the movie. I know <laughs> I saw it. Well, you know how Avengers had the helicarrier? This yeah. one had 50 of them all shooting and crashing into each other and landing on Washington, D.C. Oh. Yeah. and flooding the Potomac River yeah. and things like that were happening. That's clearly <laughs> like the, the... And that was the bulk of the aerial. That's yeah. the bulk of the... Spectacle of that movie, yeah. yeah, just that massive air battle. Look at how much headache medicine we bought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The so darn. I actually, I actually like Winter Soldier quite a bit, and I like yeah. it because it it beautiful looking. has a lot more uh, quiet moments to it than than those movies these days. As, as a movie, have. I certainly like it better yeah. than Godzilla. Yeah, uh, or uh, or you know whatever Transformers would be if I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> I liked I like Winter Soldier as a movie and and as a spectacle. I recall like I re- the only, if I'm not mistaken, the only thing I do recall about Winter Soldier is that the end credits were beautiful. But I haven't seen it long and long enough to remember if that's that or Thor two that I'm thinking of. So whatever, that's probably all of them. <laughs> yeah, that's I remember that Iron Man, the original Iron Man, had a great credits too. Iron Man three uh, end credits. I love the the piece of music. I actually bought that piece of music off iTunes. <laughs> it's great. Um, that's that's the one I remember most. But yeah, all those end credits have been have been very nice. Oh, um, now the thing that's notable, and this is interesting, and um, one of the things they pointed out for Captain America, which I, I was like, okay, that's interesting, is there's the character who was Captain America's, they never got to be boyfriend, girlfriend back in the day, and yeah. he, he meets her, oh, yeah, he meets yeah, her yeah, again yeah, when yeah. she's elderly, yeah. um, and they and they're on her deathbed, mm-hmm. and they pointed out the way that was done was they tried they tried it supposedly with prosthetic makeup, makeup yeah. and and it was you know too thick or it wouldn't you know if it was thick then it was you know it looked right she looked old but she couldn't really act through it and if it's too thin she didn't look old enough um, they did it digitally where they shot her with no makeup whatsoever and then shot an actual elderly woman Wow. Doing the same motion and mapped the woman onto the actress. Nice. And I really, Clever. I would like to have. That's about as ballsy as Skinny Steve yeah, was. And I, yeah, exactly. It, it made sense. I mean, it's, it's funny that the guy didn't say, you know, we've realized that we can like digitally. Just drag shit around. We'll just, it's fine. Like, you know, we could do Skinny Steve. We could do this. Um, and it was, I, I, this is where I want, uh, and more on my friend Bill in a second, but this is where I would want someone like my friend Bill Corso, the, you know, the head of the makeup branch, to come in and tell us if that was successful or not. Because I thought it was pretty good. She had a, 
an odd kind of quality to her, but I haven't been around that many 107-year-old women, you know, but enough of my problems. Okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but I, I thought, wow, you know, I was like, I, I would have thought prosthetics and not digital certainly would have been yeah, thought. Yeah, I... I I remember being very impressed by by him revealing that fact and then looking at it, knowing that going into it and still I looked, obviously I'm not a makeup professional yeah. either, but uh, still being very impressed, even knowing what it was then and, and looking for it, looking for the seams such as they were. Mm-hmm. Huh. So it's got that and that might be, you know, that's kind of one of the things where, you know. It's a ballsy oh. move. It's a thing we yeah. haven't seen before. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. As opposed to Godzilla. So, you know, maybe that, you know, a little... Might give it the little extra edge from yeah. you know, the one or two votes. Hey, look at you guys with your thingy that you did. Yeah, you did. It wasn't just all buildings with you. That's great. So, um, next up, and I've got to go to the next page of my uh, of my thing, which I don't even know if I'm capable of doing that with my technology that I have here. It's you, have to, you have to dream and blink two times. Yes, here we go. I got to click my heels together. There it is. Okay. Um, next up, Planet O the Apes. Mm, um, a lot Dawn, of circus in that one. Planet specifically, the Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Um, is it dawn or is it rise? It's dawn. dawn. Okay, and I've, I've maintained that they've named those movies backwards. <laughs> that first movie should have been called Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, and this movie now rise. should have been called Rise of the Planet of the Apes. But someone wasn't thinking, and there's been confusion about it ever since. <laughs> but this movie, it's written down right here. This movie, for reasons passing understanding, is called Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, even though it's clearly the Rise of the Planet of the Apes. And it's a movie about a guy named Don who's from the Planet yes, of the Apes, right? Exactly. But that's and he's just he's on vacation, right. coming to Earth, and it's yeah. it's a very lovely buddy comedy. <laughs> it is. You, you, yeah, yeah. Melissa it's, McCarthy. It's beautiful. One couple too many poop jokes, but otherwise, it's pretty <laughs> ah. Melissa McCarthy steals it. She definitely walks away with it as the orangutan, but. Um, good night everybody but uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes is well for me it's like just I had seen it uh, I came late to it I didn't see it in the theater but I saw it not that long ago and it's like Dawn of the Planet of the Apes just like yeah that's in it better be in I think it should be in really uh, really I remember the the, the only reason that Brian uh, Brian has a, has a has a counterpoint I think to my argument but I think I think Dawn of the, I think Dawn of the Planet of the Apes should be in but your point my point was just that if if you're going to disqualify any movie for, oh, you've done that already, it would be Planet of the Apes because it's exact. It may, um, I have no doubt that it's better than the last one, but the, the improvements to my untrained eye seem so, you know, marginal, like the work. And, and I feel shitty saying this because the work is right. spectacular and amazing, but the actual like improvements over the last iteration are so, you know, marginal and subtle that I could very easily say, oh, well, but. The, yeah. the last one got the original it. the was, a, was, a, was a nine second hundred meter dash. So this is an eight point nine eight hundred meter dash. Yeah. yeah. Just that you have more of them. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, and nominally increase the quality. Yeah. So. Huh. So and that's that could be a valid argument that like it isn't anything new. But then it is very good. Yeah. For what it is, it's amazing. So it's like it's kind of like do they does how much is the but what have you done for me lately argument yeah. will come in with the voting because they, on its own merits, like if there was no other movie to compare it to, you know, in its own series, holy shit, y'all. Yeah. It's, it's fantastic. For sure. And, uh, and just, you know, and again, got the, you know, lots of scope to it and, and uh, just, just flaw, you know, over the course of the Bake Off, you know, I was like, I'm trying to imagine, you know, and there's something that we'll get to in a sec about how the Bake Off has changed and what, what is now amazing versus what isn't uh, amazing anymore. But like, you know, I remember like in the, in the you know late '90s, early early aughts of the Bake Off. You know, stuff that was like, oh wow, state of the art would would you know would not pass muster nowadays. You know, that's like entry level stuff now. Yeah. And it, whereas if you had like somehow showed up at 
the 2000 Bake Off with Planet of the Apes, people would have like shat themselves. Right. How did you do that? Yeah. You know, it's like everything has hair on it. How is this even possible? They'd be running out of the theater like the people who saw the train. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The apes are real. They trained apes. They're lying to us. Um, (laughs) The apes are real. It's the Planet of the Apes. Get to your head. Wake up, sheeple. Get to your families. They're coming. They're already here. Wake up, Abel. Yeah. Cut, cut to an ape on a rooftop looking look, rooftop looking down soon um, yeah it's it's amazing it's amazing work um and and uh, Seth, Seth Brower a friend of the show was 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 there as well sitting with us and and he he, he said uh, he said before the show before the presentations even started he said I wonder how they're going to approach Dawn of the Planet of the Apes I said they're going to talk about mocap but very carefully <laughs> because that's such a third sure. that's such a third rail with so many people is you know mocap versus and, and there was a question about it that was kind of like well you know there was a lot of mocap and a lot of keyframe because keyframe yeah. and mocap are, are friends and brothers and both are religions of peace <laughs> and you know the extremists are bad in any language <laughs> it's, you know it was very you know what's best though getting along yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I, think the, I, I think enjoy pie. Can, God bless us, everyone, <laughs> and I, Andy. Who doesn't like pie? I think we all agree that we like pie. Um, and some damn good pie and coffee. <laughs> some damn good pie and coffee, Diane. And next question: um, the uh, it, it's and, and funny the the uh, the phrase circus uh, never got mentioned once. Uh, I think again, mm. uh, just because of the politics of that, always just you know hackles start rising for whatever for all the right and wrong reasons. <laughs> Andy um, Serkis walks out on stage like, yeah. hey guys, hey, questions? Questions? <laughs> yeah. it was me. And they flung and feces were flung at him. It's it's just, it's again, as someone who was like the first person to do a mocap character in a Hollywood feature film, hi everybody. Um, I don't see what the fuss is about. Fuck it. But you know, it's like, let's get the movie done, but it's a thing. And it always has been. And uh, to this day, shockingly, it's still a weird mocap versus animation and i just go i bite you can all bite me it's fitting <laughs> i don't care it's fitting that this all i mean the, the guy's name is circus that's just perfect i know it's like this, <laughs> the circus is in town i'm sure has been said a lot um but they talked about the actors in general because he wasn't the only actor in this i mean all the all the main characters were had hmm? on set you know yeah. archetypes who you know actors who were playing them um, in fact more and, and they gave him a lot of screen time too and rightly so is the the bad guy ape um she's a you know, it's like, yeah. that's all oh, right. It's a really yeah. good character. You know? Yeah, yeah. He's a, you know, all the Copa, right? Copa, yeah. Copa. Human work. Human work. Mm. Human work. Just that's, Swidgen. Yeah, great. Uh, great. Sucker. <laughs> that's right. Great. Just great stuff. Just great stuff. Um, I, I, Brian thinks it's the, Brian thinks it, it might not make the cut because of the, what have you done for me lately? I think it might make the cut because of, well, we like to see something with lots and lots and lots of character animation in it, and it's this year's one for that. Right. Um, it wins the characters award. It wins the most characters award. So, um, so yeah, it's it's on the bubble. But I think it. I think it should be one of the five. I think it. Again, politics out. I think it should be one of the five. Myself. That, we only have two left. I think. Now to go. Museum and uh, Interstellar. That's right. <laughs> There's a spread. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And at last we come... A study in spectrums. At last we come to Night at the Museum, because if there's one of these ten that makes you go, what? It would be Night at the Museum. I mean, there's certainly a lot of, and it's there's varied stuff, but... Uh, yeah. Uh, yes, Again, stuff, is, stuff, tra- stuff that ten years ago you would have gone, holy shit! Right. Yeah. Now you kind of go. I'll bet those movies. They, go, they do that on TV on. now. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll bet you those movies are fun to do effects for. I'm sure they are. You know, it's a mixed bag. Yeah, lots of stuff to do. 
So, I mean, what was the thing that they're trying to hang their hat on? Was it T-Rex again? They they hung their hat on the wrong thing, for my money. Uh, in, in fact, T-Rex, no. T-Rex, they, you know, he just... We've seen him before. You right. Know. Um, there, there's a couple shots because it's a triceratops this oh, time. Yeah. But, but they, I mean, did, they didn't a make shots. a big deal out of it because, yeah. again, you know, it's like, well, hell, Jurassic Park, they had skin on them. You know, you're not going to impress this crowd with that. And yeah. he, the, the guy did try to, like... Uh, still call it a selling point like yeah so we had to do character animations but with just bones with no facial uh, <laughs> yeah really. like like Harryhausen did yeah. 70 years ago yeah yeah, yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a good try but <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't know yeah. how much mileage you're what else you got one. Um, he did go into uh, this time um, and again I haven't seen any Night of the, Li- Night of the, Re- Night of the Living Museum movies um, <laughs> Rise of the Night of the Living Museum <laughs> Rise of the Dawn of the Lighting of the Night of the Living Museum of Extinction um, I have I have not seen any of those movies in their entirety I've only seen the second one wasn't in the big office I recall but the first one was um the some someone at the night museum has has naked pictures of somebody in the academy i think but um they they ben stiller yeah probably ben stiller um they as i don't know if they they made they certainly made a big deal of it in the presentation um i don't know if it's been done in the in the prior movies but they made a big deal out of the statuary that came to life in this one i mean in the other movies it was like you know the exhibits come to life and there's the you know there's the you know, animals and tigers and ostriches and rhinos and and skeletons and you know dioramas and of course you know the the sure yeah you know owen wilson running museum around, shit yeah being funny this one they made a big deal about statuary coming to life what is just statues what, are, what statues it? yeah like like it's a marble statue i've heard the word statuary that's fun yeah it's it's the plural of statue um, it's a kind of rape yeah the uh the it's you know like a marble statue or a porcelain statue or a bronze there's a bronze snake then and they talked about how you know blah 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 and polygons and pixels and yada 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 and then you know, again, did they do a good job it was you know, perfectly pretty it's the kind of thing you might see on constantine perhaps mm-hmm. and you know a very special sure. episode um you know more high-end than that but i thought the thing that they put most of their emphasis on that ultimately wasn't that impressive was the Escher scene they were talking about. Oh, yeah. Ooh. They talked about the Escher scene. There's a scene where they go into an Escher drawing of, you know, the staircases that go every which way. Really? And you're going to put that in the... This is the year that Interstellar happened? Yeah, you're gonna, I guess. You're going to do that shit? But um, I guess they didn't consult each other beforehand. But they talked about how, you know, it, figuring out how that sure, works. The, phys- the physics is invented. The physics of it and sure. how to shoot it and how to stage it and make it make sense and the look of it. And they and, it, and everyone had kind of a crosshatch kind of... Like they're they're a drawing like you know an aha video like kind of thing going on sort of thing yeah um, and they talked about that you know and I was like oh I can't wait to see that and it actually wasn't that impressive <laughs> to see it wasn't that great um, yeah but he's I, I mean I think that the track he was trying to take was in terms of the uh, the artistic you know yeah. problems they had to solve it, it yeah, yeah sure. I mean and, I think, and what do you have that's new and different and interesting yeah, well sure, no one's sure. done this so here it is yeah I mean I think they I think they understood like listen we're not going to win on any kind of technical basis yeah. T-Rex so, is not going to do it for us this year yeah so I mean, like that, okay well here's here's this art you know artistic problem we had to solve yeah maybe that I mean that makes sense if you're if you're going to be in it by the skin of your teeth you're going to go for the thing that's you know at least interesting although I mean the thing I'd come back not to it's not really a spoiler, I guess, but there's a similar sort of scene in Interstellar, and I would assume if I was those guys trying to plan my reel that they're gonna they're gonna show some of that scene from Interstellar because it's a fucking awesome scene. But I guess we'll get to that when we get to Interstellar. That's it. That's although I guess you can call the then again I haven't seen the, the Escher scene. So the Interstellar scene you can call it Escher esque, but it's not like well, there's just like weird infinite repeating like weird yeah but I, I don't think there's that's and i didn't really feel like a similarity between those no, two I didn't. yeah um, so. i mean i didn't see the extra scene so i don't know what it looks like yeah it's, it literally looks like that drawing the, the one you know of all the little 
mm. all the little silhouette characters and all the, the stairways and arches. An aha video is is the right comparison. <laughs> yeah, it has that look. Yeah, it's like you, could, you literally could have done that. The, the effect freehand, you know, yeah, because they it, did it in the eighties with the yeah. Aha if video. that movie had, if the move that movie were twenty years old, it would have just been yeah, it a been Roto, animation, yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. So of the whole crowd, it's kind of like you know, it's like well, I you know, that's all good, solid work, and and also, and the guy pointed out when he went up, uh, uh, Eric Nash was the presenter, um, pointed out that comedies don't usually even get this far. Very rarely is it yeah. out and out comedy in the Bake Off. Usually, it's the big. Tent poles and so on, and and it's true. It's it's I can't name off the top of my head anytime I saw a you know a comedy um, happens very occasionally. Night at the Museum, the original was one, but I'm um, gonna do some digging. That sounds like a fun question to try to answer. Yeah, keep going. But it's just it just they do you know they don't usually they don't usually get there, um, and and cutting the reels together for those movies is problematic because you kind of you know sometimes the the effects are kind of built into the jokes and sometimes the jokes aren't that good. Um, and that was certainly a problem with Night of the Museum's reel is the other problem being, you know, we'll get to in a sec, but, but um, you know, they would, they would cut to a joke that would just be, it wasn't an effect shot. It was just the, to, the punchline to the scene they'd, they'd been showing, you know, and the, it just wasn't always that funny. I mean, hey, monkey peed on them. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, really? But it wasn't no really that movie necessary. Didn't do well. uh. Yeah. So and then and then there's just the weird and I know it affected Brian more than me. There's the weird bittersweet of boy, there's an awful lot of Robin Williams in this reel. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it just it kind of puts you in the wrong frame of mind, I think. But, yeah, you know. and it, it, I mean it was to me it, it seemed pretty blatant because there was a lot of Robin Williams, none of which was effects yeah, related at just all. Robin Williams, it's just Robin Williams stuff. there. Yeah, uh, and it's like why is all of this here? Well, are you we filling time why. with the dead guy? <laughs> yeah, are you trying to get Robin Williams points on us? Like, what? And then, it, and, and and I guess, and of course, the movie ends the same way. I mean, the movie had this. I'm sure had the, maybe had the same kind of problem where people couldn't watch it without going, "Oh, Robin Williams." Um, but they went with the ending of the movie, which is where the, whatever problem has been solved, we yet again. And of course, this you know, the when the when the sun comes up, all the exhibits go back to being static exhibits again, and and so there's this final sort of you know. Robin Williams as Teddy Roosevelt, you know, twinkle in the eye going, well, sun's coming up. You know, it's like this sort of like Aww. tomorrow's another day. And, yeah, and he goes back to being a statue and it's just kind of like, oh, fuck. Yeah. You know, just kind of made you all sad. And you know, weird tonal choice there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, you you know, thanks for playing. Yeah. Thanks for playing Night at the Museum. But yeah, if Night at the, if Night at the Museum gets into the final group, um, I'm going to say the vote, the, the vote was split so far. <laughs> That yeah. you know, yeah, sure. They must have gotten in by one vote, which brings us finally to Interstellar. And uh, the interesting thing about uh, the Interstellar is um, the novelty of Interstellar is I remember the Bake Off I was at. I don't remember which Bake Off it was, but I remember I was at a Bake Off. Probably it would be when did Episode One come out? Ninety nine. Ninety nine. I I remember clearly the first Bake Off, and I'm going to guess it was Episode One in ninety nine. If not, it was whatever Bake Off episode two was in, um, where they said, by the way, tonight we're going to be projecting one of our entries digitally. And everyone went, ooh, bold <laughs> choice. Um, last night, only one entry was projected on film, and everyone went, ooh, bold <laughs> choice. <laughs> um, and then, of course, they even made a joke of it. It's like, what? When they introduced, he said, uh, so, uh, of course, we'll be projecting our, our film, our, our presentations digitally tonight, except for one which will be on film. Guess which one that is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, yes, indeed. Um, 
That's Last funny. but not least, the end of the night, uh, Interstellar's reel was in 70 millimeter. Um, really? Yeah. And the Which, volume was cranked to full. And the volume was cranked. And the subwoofers were earning their money, man. Uh, and the funniest thing about it was a thing you haven't heard in a long time. The 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 visual effects uh, supervisor who presented said, "Okay, so yeah, this is our, you know, this is our reel. Um, it might have some scratches in it. <laughs> it might have some dust because right. this print has been around for a while. Uh, but here we go. <laughs> and it's like I have not heard anyone say that in a decade. That's crazy. Um, you know, it's like, yeah, wow. he, he said someone actually like- spliced that together." That's awesome. He said something to Presumably the effect from an actual cut, yeah, like from yeah. an actual version of Interstellar that was on seventy. Well, for, yeah, from some print yeah, somewhere. Assume, uh, yeah. uh, he said something to the effect of like you know all of the fla- I forget what words he used, but like all the flavor, all of the the uh, filmness, filmness, <laughs> yeah. yeah, filmic quality, yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, I, I guess it must have been they must have taken some prints out of circulation. And I guess yeah, you know, yeah, because you don't store them all; you just store the good ones. Yeah. Um, hmm. I guess that's where they come from. So, um, so yeah. So it was on seventy mil. I did not notice any Switch, scratches. Switching from so many digital projections to that, did you notice like a oh hello film or was I, it more like it, yep it did image. it did like it made me go wow okay yeah I remember yeah. I remember this now I remember yeah. this is what movies used to look like there is there is a texture that isn't present in digital just in terms of like. Um, little like spots that aren't as crisp or, or yeah know, the black it, levels aren't quite perfectly black in this like one little splotch it was a little it was a know? little just a tad softer tad more grainy than, than yeah. most things i'm used to seeing nowadays hmm. and not that it was bad you know yeah, not just, that that's bad at all uh just i was like wow that's got an interesting interesting <laughs> film who knew uh, remember that remember film kids anyone so uh so they, I think, again, Interstellar, if anything is a lock, I don't think I'm going to get much argument from Brian on this one. If anything's a lock and should be a lock, I think Interstellar should absolutely make the cut. Yeah. Um, you know, an amazing spread. And they made a big, big deal, not only just being retro about, we're on film, motherfuckers, is they made a big deal about models, motherfuckers. Yeah, And right sure. so, um, pointed out all the models and the fact that the model, 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 although there were some 3D models, but there was a lot of practical models and practical sets being thrown in the ocean in Iceland and all, everything else they did. And... Uh, you know, just just brought it all back to me again. Seeing it, I was like, "God damn, that is a gorgeous movie!" Yeah, and the robots also. The robots. Oh, the fact I love that the, those oh, robots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The robots are largely, you know, Bill Irwin. God bless him. Um, you know, <laughs> acting out a two hundred pound puppet and you know removing him digitally and uh, which I had no conception of before the bake that night. And then watching it immediately after, I still have no conception of how that's just a guy because it's literally a guy like taped behind the slab puppeteering it like moving it around mm-hmm. and no then, and they, shit and they i never said, in a million years would have yeah, yeah. And except then, and like they, the, the when he does the pinwheel run sure, that's that's yeah. digital but yeah otherwise. uh and they said like the majority of our work it on in, on that front just paint was out. painting him out when you see like his shoulder or whatever yeah uh and even like seeing it two minutes after he said that i, I the last time it. That I'm aware of that someone did that shit to that extent was 3PO in episode one. Yeah. That's how they did 3PO in episode one. They hung 3PO off of the front of Anthony Daniels. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, and they had to paint yeah. him out, which that sucks in 1999. You do not want that. Yeah, job. really. But uh, now, you huh. can, now you can do it in the ocean in, in Iceland if you want to. Um, yeah, and God bless him. And, you know, go Bill Irwin. If you don't know who Bill Irwin is, look him up because he's great. But, um, 
you know, when I hear, yeah, Bill Irwin's still working. Good. Um, and, you know, that's, I, I'm, I'm hoping that we'll hear that story again next year when I'm imagining Star Wars Episode Seven will be in the Bake Off. Uh, so, <laughs> so I'm hoping we'll hear about, I some, forgot. Hear about some puppetry and rig <laughs> removal for that one. forgot Star uh, Wars is still happening. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> next year's Bake Off, we'll be um, talking about that, I think. Um, I'm guessing. I'm just guessing. I'm thinking there's going to be some some visual effects in that. But um, hmm. but yeah, Interstellar is uh, it's, it's uh, freaking gorgeous. Um, I, I want to love that movie. I can't quite love it, but I respect the hell out of it, and I certainly respect the effects work in it. So yeah, um, watch it after a drink. Yeah, there you go. Um, and uh, so there you go, Interstellar. Um, and that's our ten. Just as deadlocky as deadlocks <laughs> have ever deadlocked. I if yeah, yeah. same thing. It's like. We can quibble about, you know, even quibble about Hobbit and, you know, and we can certainly quibble about Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. I would say that if anything is a lock, nothing makes any sense if Guardians and Interstellar aren't in the final five. Because I think Guardians and Interstellar ought to be in the final five. Um, and everything I know about Brian the agree? politics of the Bake Off. For those two, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, and uh, I, I think it, I, I it sounds think, like you're saying X Men's probably pretty likely. Yeah. X Men X Men is a dark horse that became a much lighter horse uh, at the actual Bake Off. I would not have said, "Oh yeah, that's got a real good shot," but um, I think in terms of you know you've got Guardians of the Galaxy and you've got Interstellar, and then you've got other than Night at the Museum. Sorry guys, you've got just a whole bunch of good work in a big stack. After that, I think it's I think it's those two, and anything goes after that. You know, yeah. Um, I, yeah, I was. I would call it those two X Men. Uh, I would still say Hobbit as kind of the inertia. Hobbit certainly would. I'd be. I'd be pretty surprised if Hobbit yeah. didn't make it. But I just. I don't feel it's a lock. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would. St- I'd still be surprised if Hobbit didn't end up there again, just for inertia. Yeah. Um, but that's, but that's yeah, it could, after it that, could. it's like who? I don't know. Yeah. My random for funsies guess is going to be Interstellar, Guardians, X Men, Apes. Captain America. I'll, I'll I'll second that. Except instead of Captain America, I'll say Hobbit. You didn't say Hobbit before, did you? That's right. So so for me, here's this, and we'll find out. You got to get this episode up quick because they're going to announce it Thursday morning. Going up tonight, yeah. Um, my my pick, my picks: Guardians of the Galaxy, Interstellar, Planet of the Apes, Hobbit, and even though I don't know if that applause means that much i will give x-men the edge but i think x-men and any of the others other than the museum are interchangeable at that point mm. i mean if it's not x-men it could be any one of the others and uh brian you had four yeah uh so let me let's you, say you I was, interstellar and guardians interstellar X-Men. guardians x-men hobbit uh and the last one i would I'll say Godzilla, but it could be it could be Planet of the Apes too. So but I'll, I'll call my five. Godzilla. Basically, the split is we're agreed about four, and then it's Trace for Hobbit, <laughs> Brian's for Godzilla, and I'm for Captain America. Okay, and we could any one of us could be right. Yeah, I would not be surprised. Although if I feel like I'm, if, if I was going to split my bet, I would split it with Apes. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Though I mean, I don't think any of us would have or did. I don't think any of us, in fact, predicted Snow White and the Huntsman. Yeah, and that got it. in. Uh, that so, did get in. Yes. What the fuck? And Maleficent so, is like that. This year's that. Yeah. Huh. And so if we're going by trying to you know, but figure it out by that kind of precedent, then I would yeah. pick Maleficent. Maleficent. Maleficent has a stronger shot than I would have thought after having seen it. Plus, I have to point out 
Uh, I was very excited. Um, one of the four potential nominees for Maleficent is Adam Valdez, who he and I were started as the co-animation supervisors at Tippett Studio on Troopers. Um, I haven't seen Adam since he left Tippett after Troopers. Um, he's gone off and worked. He worked at uh, Weta on uh, the original Lord of the Rings movies, and he's been at uh, MPC in uh, London since then, I think. Nice. And he's he's uh, he was up on that stage, and I, I had to. I haven't seen him since since we finished Troopers together at Tippett. Great guy, great guy to work with. Um, he'd already been working at Tippett when I came in and technically I was his boss, but he knew far more than I did. Uh, he was very gracious about it always and a uh, great guy to work with. And I'm really glad I was, I just went up to say hi and tell him how happy I was that I saw him on the stage. I'm like, you know, good for you, man. But, you know, it's nice when the non douchebags are, uh, you know, getting recognition because <laughs> sometimes some douchebags are on that stage. Um, yeah, yeah, sure. And there's a lot of penises on that stage. I'm sorry to report that yet again of every movie has four nominees. So 40 humans walked on stage and not one of them without a penis. Uh, still. You don't know that. <laughs> well, I'm guessing. Uh, You're not a eunuch, are you? That's true. Um, and, and not 40 people walked on stage because some people couldn't make it. But, um, but I yeah. I was going to say because some people have one. Always. No, yeah. Not, but not, uh, <laughs> not, not one, uh, not one yeah, that's... female potential nominee. Uh, this year that's not and good. almost never I think I've seen one or two ever in 15 years of going to the bake off and what that's just fuck? how that is there's a lot of there's, yeah it's weird and there's a lot I mean I know a lot of ladies in VFX like it's not like it's yeah a, there's a, you know it's still it's still more guys than women but it's not like there's not women in VFX whatever that's weird well is it is it like a recent thing like I mean, it's I, still, I mean, the, I can the, only speak about the last 10 years, but exactly. You know, so, well, it's a, you know, the people who are at the point in their career that they're going to be on that stage yeah, the top is, sure. is a previous generation and hopefully it's better with it's ours. getting there. Sure, and, sure. and I will say this also, I believe it's still the case. Um, there are a lot of women in VFX. They don't tend to be supervisors. And of course, it's not just like, you know, it's not just being in visual effects to get you on the stage. You have to be a pretty high place yeah. supervisor. Um, Most of the muckety muck women in VFX that I know of are all producers or coordinators. And that's and that's the other issue is the visual effects producer, which can be a very important, very influential job, is specifically not eligible to be a nominee. Whoa, why? Um, that's because cause well, I guess but it's it's seen as more of a, you know, clerical office kind of job and not the actual, huh. you know, because <laughs> it's the kind of job a woman because it's the kind of job a woman. It's just to keep the keep the gals down. Um, and there have been <laughs> protests about it, and that rule may change because and and more than one Bake Off, people on the podium have said, and it's bullshit that we can't also have Ellen here right. with us. There yeah, she right. is, ladies and gentlemen, right there. Uh, because yeah, Ellen's not going to get an Oscar because you guys are yeah, weird. Because these rules are bullshit. Um, because yeah, you know, because the visual effects producer can be a different a variety of. I mean, the ones I know they've, they've run the gamut. You know from literally just a number cruncher who just keeps the lights on and makes sure that everyone gets dinner at night versus someone who is intimate, responsible for intimately working. involved in right. creative decision making yeah, yeah. Um, and is just as much a, a part of the, the the overall result as as any other person in a supervisory capacity but for whatever reason for the according to the bylaws um the visual effects producer, that, that title, unlike the visual effects supervisor, um, visual effects producer is not eligible to be a nominee for the Why in for the God's... Oscar. F- it's so weird because it's like, it's not like the team is going to nominate people who don't actually deserve to be the four most <laughs> yeah. recognized. Yeah. They're going to nominate probably all supervisors. So it's not like you need the rule. It's like, d- and also no producers. Yeah, yet. and also the sparkless guy because like, fuck y'all. Right, it's like, <laughs> yeah. if, if, you know, if the movie is driven by these incredible, like, you know, TDs and, and producers and or supervisors and shit like that, then yeah, they'll they'll stack the deck with those guys or <laughs> ideally guys and girls. 
But like to have the rule, that's so weird. That's such a weird, arbitrary thing. Mm-hmm. Is it, it? It doesn't make any sense because the any any like producer title is so fluid. Like Trey was just saying, like he run runs the gamut. And that really applies for any of the myriad multiple styles. Yeah, any, of anyone producer. producer, you don't know what their job is unless you saw them doing it. Right. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I could uh, see they're making a rule where it's like no more than four people. That yeah. just which is sure. a rule. That's sure. yeah. absolutely the rule. But yeah. the fucking producer rule is weird. Yeah. yeah. Anyone in the VES? Well, can you, if you know the answer to that question, could you please email us friends in your head at Gmail? Because I'm curious. I'll tweet it if you do. I'll and I'll give you credit if you want. But I just that's a very. Curious but you're not thing. getting an Oscar. You're yes. not getting an Oscar according to our bylaws. If you're a girl, you're not getting an Oscar, and that's that's just how it is. Right on. Well, that's not cool, but whatever. So, and the saddest, the toughest thing about it is uh, every every year um, for fifteen years um, going to the Oscars. Afterwards, you walk four blocks down the street and you have a nice late boozy dinner at Kate Mantellini's, and Kate Mantellini's is now closed. And it's mm. we all just kind of walked out of the street and kind of like, what do we do now? I mean, I can't. It it, it literally <laughs> it literally like bugged me. Because I was like, I'm walking out of the bake-off. It's like, I'm going to get a big basket of that fresh bread that they... Oh, God damn it! Kate Madeleine's is closed now. You could do uh, McKellie's. I guess you could. There was, there's no good place in walking distance. We, we actually went by... I, I, we checked. Did another restaurant take Kate Madeleine's place in that space? Because obviously it's a restaurant unless right. you completely remodel it. No, it's just dark. Yeah. It's just uh, closed down. God damn it. Hmm. Where are uh, Pacino and De Niro going to have coffee now? I don't know. Mm. So. Cool. And I guess we're all in agreement that the most likely contender for actual win, actual Oscar is Interstellar. That's a tough one. It is a tough one. Who gets your 51% it, on that it's, one? It was, it's definitely not like last year where it's like, oh, it's Gravity. Yeah. I mean, this, that's yeah. one of the things that I was yeah. thinking of is, is it possible that because we did Gravity last year... Gravity's kind of stolen some thunder from yeah, Interstellar. That removed at least the, the, oh, the, the room for thunder. I mean, I mean it's, it's like, like, yeah, we've seen great like if you Like I'm going to say, just perfectly honestly, if you stacked up, if, if this, if, you know, release dates were a little different and Interstellar and Gravity were up against each other, I would say Gravity's the winner. Sure. Yeah, um, me too. And, uh, you know, and and so mm. Interstellar is like, well, Interstellar is awesome, but it's a different kind of awesome than Guardians of the Galaxy, which is also mm. awesome in its way. Yeah. And uh, and and I think that's a, that's an apples and oranges. I think I don't think, you, you know, it's like, yeah. well, what are you in the mood for? Just, you know, do we want to like be all classy? OK, Interstellar. Do we want to just go? No, visual effects, just, you know, fun and support the movie they're in and do their job and, you know, create sure. characters that, you know, don't exist, but you care about and you can laugh at. Well, then, you know, Guardians gets it walking or away. apes. Yeah. Or apes for that matter. Yeah, right, I'm going to w- go Interstellar, possible upset Hobbit. That's really? my that's my read on that. And one. I'm going to go with the I'm going to go with the, you know. Although, you know, it, it's been wrong a couple of times now, but I still think the smart money is always, well, which one made the most money? In which case I go, Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. walking away. Um, because, th- again, the final Oscar of, in every category is not voted on by that branch. It's voted on by everybody. So George Clooney is going to v- vote on the visual effects Oscar. The sound guys are going to be voting on who gets the visual effects Oscar. Um, and most people just kind of go, well, Guardians, that was a big hit, right? And that rock, that raccoon's in it, and that's awesome. Yeah. First um, is Guardians, then Captain is made a little bit less money than Transformers, then Maleficent, then Hobbit, then X Men. God damn it! Basically, this list of movies that are nominated is basically within, like, yeah. give or take five. It's the top fifteen off of the box office yeah. mojo. Other yeah. than Night at the Museum, which I thought that tanked, or did it? 
not. Uh, let's see. I thought that kind of didn't go well. Uh, Night at Museum is number 32 for last yeah, year. Yeah, not so good because it was expensive. It was but like, easy. it's Guardians, Hunger Games, Captain America, Legos, Transformers, Maleficent, Hobbit, X-Men. <laughs> yeah. Big Hero. And that's how it tends to go. Then you know? Apes, Spider-Man, Godzilla, Interstellar. And they talk about that. I mean, it's, you know, it's, again, it's, a, it's also a high school reunion kind of, you know, branch meeting and everything else. And they, they made a mention in the beginning about how you know this this year's was it this year or just in total or whatever they said but you know but this this year's 10 nominees account for more than a billion dollars worth of box office you yeah. know money yeah you know yeah us you know we're cool um you know you can't go wrong with with pumping the crowd like that so speaking of which i was looking just on that note i was looking at actors worth as of how many movies add up all the movies how, who's made the most money? Who's been in the most movies that have made right. the most money? So number one is Tom Hanks. But then like three of the five people in the top five are black. Like it's, it's, it's I Will think Smith, if, if right? I remember, no, Will Smith was like 20. Oh, really? Right. Whoa. Right. Exactly. That was my reaction. Sam, too. Like, Sam Jackson. Uh, it's, it's Tom Hanks. Okay. I could do this. I think it's Tom Hanks. Then. Then the girl Sam from Beast Jackson, of the Southern Wild. Then right. Morgan Freeman. Then someone, then Eddie Murphy. Okay. I don't, I forget who sense. four is. But yeah, but wow. Andy Murphy, yeah. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Are all of those are those figures adjusted for inflation? So is I think they would have to be for they, Andy yeah, Murphy. I, I, to, yeah, to, I don't think to, there's a meaning because Eddie way. Murphy. Eddie Murphy was huge. In yeah, the, yeah, right. Yeah. Eddie yeah. Murphy if, if it wasn't, yeah. then Eddie Murphy wouldn't be in the top five. Yeah, That's kind of yeah, how yeah. that works. Yeah, but yeah. What about all the black people in uh, Gone with the Wind? Yeah, you know, but they weren't in anything else, so that doesn't Not so much. But anything else? Um, anything else would be huge. Nah, anyway, that was just a side point. That's kind of interesting. So yeah, so so not Harrison Ford. He's in there somewhere, surely. Yeah, I'll, I'll pull it up. Sure. I remember being interested in it. Yeah. Um, I thought Harrison Ford, by virtue of being an indie and Star Wars and a bunch of other successful movies, um, was was kind of always on that list, pretty high up. Interesting. Well, he will be after Episode Seven comes out. Yeah, really. That's a little. All right. Take that, Hanks. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. I was first of all, I was right. And number four is Harrison Ford. Okay. I figured it's Hanks, Freeman, Jackson, Ford, Murphy. And yeah. then six through ten are Tom Cruise, Robin Williams, Johnny Depp, Bruce Willis, and Michael Caine. Michael, Michael Caine. Caine. <laughs> that was adorable. Michael Caine. <laughs> yeah. Caine. Oh, Michael Caine. And Will Smith is number 20. Look at me. That's wow. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway. Helena Bonham Carter is 27, which... She's right above she, she looks like Owen Wilson and Tommy Lee Jones and Daniel Radcliffe. And <laughs> well, Ray Fiennes yeah. and Jonah Hill and Adam Sandler and Nicolas Cage. Go Helena Bonham Carter. It's Burton movies, I think. It's just got to be all the Burton <laughs> yeah, movies lined up in a row. A hundred years from now, they're going to be teaching film history and the question is going to come up time and time again. <laughs> fuck is Helena Bonham Carter? Jonah Hill? Right. How did that happen? It's like... <laughs> Jonah Hill, seriously. How did Jonah Hill get nominated for an Oscar? How did he win them how does he why is he a box office star how does this happen yeah what was wrong with with america in in the early 21st century now do you want to try to guess before we move on who you're going to get it wrong which is why it's gonna be fun <laughs> who the the girl is at the top of the list the, the highest she is 14 the highest she is ranking box office stuck female. between gary oldman and robert downey jr <laughs> oh wow i'm sorry below, sorry robert de niro robert de niro okay yeah. below gary oldman what the, what the hell puts gary oldman so up, up so high? uh the dark knight Dark Knight, push yeah, him in there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and it's one of those things where, like, you're now, gonna, is this you're like all time? Like, it's it's okay. Apparently, so. and you're gonna think like Julie Roberts. No, it's someone you're gonna go. What the fuck? How? Okay, so um, well then we were saying so it's animated. So it's not. So it's not Vivian Lee then. It's not Vivian Lee. So oh. animated in franchise. Um, ooh. Um, hmm. Huh. Oh. Uh, mm. Shit. <laughs> okay. Well, animated franchise. I'm trying to think. Okay. So um um um. 
Cameron Diaz. Cameron Goddamn. Uh, Diaz, of course. Princess and Shrek. Of course, for all the Shrek movies. Shrek, yeah. And the, and with something about Mary was huge. and Sure, yeah. Uh, yeah. Charlie's Angels, I guess. Yeah, Charlie's Angels there. was big. So yeah. all, Adam Aldrich, but mostly Shrek, yeah. There you go. Wow. And then, you know, right below that is a bunch of other people. Uh, <laughs> Emma Watson is the next one down, then Julia Roberts, then Kate Blanchett, and so on and so forth. But oh. yeah. I'm glad Kate's in there somewhere. We forget about those animated movies, man, but they bring in money. They bring in some That's serious true. money. Yep. So yeah. So best VFX, Shrek 2. <laughs> Shrek 2. Uh, side note, also that morning uh, in the same theater, as I mentioned, was the makeup bake-off, which I don't think they call a bake-off because they're classier than the VFX crowd. Make-off? The make-off or the make-out. Um, and I don't know the short list off the top of my head, but among them uh, was Grand Budapest Hotel. Um, and uh, But uh, the one I want to talk about is Foxcatcher, for which my friend Bill Corso will be the nominee if Foxcatcher uh, gets a nomination. And so, and it works the same way in terms of the presentation where the people who are the pension nominees get up in front of their friends and peers and voting members and say, okay, so here's what I did. Here's how I turned Steve Carell into this guy. And, um, and they vote on it and Bryce Waterhouse collects the ballots right there just like they do with the visual effects pick off. And it all gets announced on Thursday. So I, I did uh, have a quick exchange with, with Bill afterwards. I said, well, how'd it go? You know, he had to go up on stage and do his thing for the makeup thing. And the makeup thing is not open to the public. It's very exclusive. Makeup thing is Amazing Spider-Man 2, Foxcatcher, yeah. Grand Budapest, Guardians, Maleficent, Noah, Theory of Everything. Yes. Um, Noah being the other notable exception to the Bake Off. I forgot Noah came out this year. I would have have liked to have seen Noah and Edge of Tomorrow in the Bake Off. Those those are my notable ones that are missing. Sure. Deserving and and weren't in there. Um, So, yeah, Bill's take was, you know, having been there uh, himself, Bill thought Guardians, just for, you know, all the different kinds of work and the scope of it uh, was was very strong. Um, He says he thinks Grand Budapest Hotel is very much a contender. Um, which I was like, really? And um, he said, uh, it's it's not just Tilda Swinton's old age makeup, which is certainly the most showy thing in there. But, uh, you know, it's like like in a lot of movies, you know, a lo- everyone's like a character that's been defined and it's it's like a movie all about mustaches and wigs and things like that, but it's a lot of it. Ugh, I hate uh, Wes Anderson. Exactly, I, I guess. <laughs> he ran in on like I a, actually, a I, penny I, farthing. I, I did my due diligence. I made it about, I think, a good 45 minutes into Grand Budapest Hotel before yeah, I gave yeah, up. I like you less because you got that far into I, it. I, I was, well, I wasn't, hey, I was cleaning my room at the 50. same time. Uh, yeah, I haven't yeah. seen the movie. I don't know if it's good or not. Although, I have to imagine that Bill has a ch- like a, a chance of some like under momentum just because when you decorate the face of someone that the whole world loves and knows and it's like hey that looks yeah. different than normal you That's get, the you thing. Know, and, and if you, if you made s- Tom Hanks look meaningfully different on screen exactly and if you haven't seen like, hey. Foxcatcher which is not exactly a toe tapper of a movie um, in terms of yeah it'll make you feel good about life uh, I, I I happen to see um, Nightcrawler and Foxcatcher on the same day and I really Woo! did not like Mankind after that after that day but um, I mean less than Should've less than it off with Gone Girl yeah really just, I I watched that but Gone Girl made me feel good Gone Girl made me like reinforced everything that I, so I hold weird. dear um, and it made me want to get married. And maybe I'll like I should, oh, okay. would like to get Whatever. married. All right, sure. <laughs> it's, it's like no, I sh- I want to I I need some excitement like that in my life. Anyway, um, <laughs> the, okay. the Foxcatcher is the makeup is amazing. Um, obviously Steve Carell, but also uh, Channing Tatum, um, who. You know, you gotta go. Oh, yeah, it's Channing Tatum. But you go, you gotta, you gotta look at a picture and go, that is so not Channing Tatum in there. Sure. But it is Channing Tatum. Um, the way they he changed his look is amazing, and also um, Mark Ruffalo um, looks. You know, it's Mark Ruffalo, but you don't realize how not Mark Ruffalo that is until you you look at him again. But um, hmm. did an amazing, amazing piece of work. He, literally, he turns Channing Tatum into 
uh, a young Arnold Schwarzenegger, which is kind of amazing when you think about it. Um, but uh, the Steve Carell transformation is all it's all amazing. Um, and as Eddie said in a previous uh, episode we did the here, cauliflower the, the cauliflower ears. ears are uh, the best ever put on film as far as Eddie has seen. So um, go Bill. So, you know, again, it's like it's like the visual effects pick off. You don't know. You don't know how the vote's going to go. You know, you don't know what the politics are. Could go any direction. Bill Bill thought, you know, kind of leaving himself out of the equation he thought that guardians certainly you know obviously just for scope and scale and sure. breadth of it um and uh and he thought thought uh, grand budapest was was a real serious contender um those were his two sort of those are in and has bill won an oscar at this point he had he, he won for um he won for a series of unfortunate events ah um there's a lot of makeup in that movie yeah, certainly. You know, all the all the different Jim Carrey, and that was a, a movie where you took someone that the entire world loved and yeah, made him look meaningfully different. Turned him into a bunch of different things. Yes. Ha ha ha! ha. <laughs> Those are the, again, uh, I'm, oh, again, I'm so how, how you get nominated can be intricate and inside. Sure. But then once you get out there, once you win, they go, "That didn't look like Jim Carrey at all." Check, you right, know, exactly. because what do what do rank and file people know other sure. than that? There was so much sound editing in that one. Yeah, God, yeah. Semi Private Ryan. There was must have been fifty seven thousand explosions. Check, you know, right. yeah. Five stars. Yes. Cool. So, <laughs> so this goes up tonight. In a few days, we're going to find out for sure we'll where we're out. at. And then I guess we find out uh, the ultimate winner in February, I guess. Maybe a month from now, something like that? Yeah, pretty soon. Yeah, it's in February, I think. Cool. And uh, sometime in February. And I'm going to say, yeah, as, as I've done before, if I hadn't said it already, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, it's probably, it's, <laughs> it's probably going to be Interstellar is going to win. But I'm going to say it's a Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm ah. going to take, take the over oh. and under. I'm going to okay. take the over and under. Cool. Um, it's uh, it's probably going to be you know all of my like safe betting strategy says it's going to be Interstellar, but I'm going to go with Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm going to take the long shot. Cool. All right, we'll find out how we did here in a couple of weeks. And until next time, my name is T. Great. Wait, this has been the intermission. <laughs> you can always find more episodes at frenziedyourhead.com. Uh, go to the forum, involve yourself in the conversation. It's a really great forum. It's awesome. It's great. You should go do that. Just do it. Do it already. Good God. Why aren't you doing it? Haven't you heard me say this enough? Just get on the forum. Once you do it, then we don't have to do the show we'll stop anymore. stop saying we it if you stop. do it. We can all be friends. We can get go on home. It. Why do you make us do this? Fuck you Let us go home. Right. And uh, let's see. You can always email us at friendsinyourhead at gmail.com, twitter.com slash friendsinyourhead, Facebook, friendsinyourhead, and friendsinyourhead at gmail.com. Buy our shirts. Give us money. There's a big PayPal button. We're not asking for just saying. Throw some shekels at Mike, michaelscottfund.com. His life became incredibly expensive a few months ago and continues to be so. Help the guy out. And uh, Holden Hill Design and Maintain the website. Until next time, my name is T. Christie. Brian Finifter. Tom Hanks. This has been The Intermission. Thanks so much for listening. Good night. Good night. You know what, you guys? I think it's actually, I think it's going to be Maleficent. Sure, I think I think it's Go actually going to be uh, Interstellar because I th- I think the Oscars have like two pot- potential modes depending on which year. It's like either we care about we're classy and we care about important things mode, or there's like we are so we love doing fun things. Like we're we're Hollywood and we're fun. And I think this year is going to be a classy year. Yeah. And so I think well, there's no movie that says Hollywood is awesome. Yeah, exactly. That's Hollywood. It's Hollywood loves to movies that say Hollywood is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Remember, remember the artist that won Best Picture. Isn't yeah, it, isn't that weird? Yeah, um, weird. Yeah, it's crazy. Hugo exactly. won Best Visual Effects. What? Exactly. Seriously? Um, exactly. So uh, I like, and there's I, nothing this year that is that. that so that's it's a blowjob to Hollywood itself. Sure, so that's yeah, out. Exactly. I like to tabulate by how many times the word "the" is in the title, and you'd think, man, you'd think <laughs> Dawn of the Planet of the Apes would have that on a deadlock, or possibly Night at the Museum, Secret of the Tomb. But no, you know what? The Hobbit, The Battle of the Five Armies. That's <laughs> yeah. three, guys. That's a yeah. deadlock for The Hobbit. That's three. And a colon.
Yeah, there's really no coming back from the colon. Yeah, man. No. Friendsinyourhead.com.